Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 77 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Pony Lansberg, is a singer, songwriter, jazz artist and published author based in Melbourne, Australia. For this artist, it really is all about the story. With five albums of standards and originals, she is drawn to stories that hold up a mirror to our dreams and tragedies, our loves and our losses. As an author, Pony loves the long form, but as a songwriter and singer, there is nothing more pleasing than summing up the difficult, the wonderful, the terrifying and exhilarating feeling of falling in or out of love in a four-minute soliloquy accompanied by talented jazz musicians. Wow. This looks amazing actually and I already started getting the feeling that episode is going to be a lot of fun and we are going to learn a lot more about the jazz music. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hey, hi Connie. Very happy to have you on the show and I really appreciate all your time and consideration being on Solid Saturday. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, to begin with, we are going to start with a first section, section of this uh, Solid Saturday show, which is passion or the interest. So how did you find your interest in this particular music field and uh, what motivates you every day to be in this field? I came into life knowing that I was going to do some sort of performance. I just knew that. It started out as acting and I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts and studied and um, even, yeah, even though I am a really good actor, it wasn't working. I wasn't getting the kind of parts I knew I could do. They were getting more and more silly. Um, Australia, I landed in Australia after England when I was quite young. And they just didn't have the writing. They didn't have the writing. They didn't have the writing for women. They're much better now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had always sung, like done musicals and things, but I never really thought of myself as a singer. Like that just never occurred to me that I would do that for a living. But somebody, but I had started listening to Sarah Vaughan and Sarah Vaughan Big Band stuff. And they had this, um, it came with backing tracks, beautiful big band backing tracks, really well done. And I started singing to those because I really enjoyed the music. And as a songwriter, I had always written songs for some reason. I wasn't going to be a singer. I'd always written songs. And these songs were so beautifully crafted that I always remembered the words to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, someone said, hey, can you come in and do this big band gig? And I thought, what? I don't have a great big voice. I'm not a, you know, I have quite a light voice. Um, oh. But I thought, oh, what the hell? That's what I'm kind of like that. Oh, let's give it a try. <laughs> and I can remember the band starting up and it was like this train, huge wall of sound because it's all trumpets and trombones and saxes. And I was like, oh my God. And I did it somehow and my partner recorded it and when we listened back we both sort of went how did that work that works and we were both really surprised that somehow there's just something in my voice that's 
can work with a big band and that really worked with these songs. And I went to a singing teacher and he said, oh yeah, you're a jazz singer. I said, no, I know nothing about jazz. But I was born in America and you know what? The American songbook is kind of seeped into our culture. We know things we don't know, we know. You know, who doesn't know Fly Me to the Moon? You know, and, and what you realize is there's so many references to song titles. It's really in our culture. And I said, oh, and I've been singing in a cover band okay, uh -huh. that I had decided we, that acting wasn't working. I, I found out later why. Um, acting wasn't working, and I joined this cover band. Now, I never knew about cover bands. I didn't know people sang other people's music. So I thought you wrote your songs and then you sang <laughs> So I could never remember the words to these songs, you know, we are family and whatever hell else you sing at these gigs. And I used to have to print the words out really big and leave them on the floor so that I could just sort of look down and see them. But when the singing teacher said, no, no, you're a jazz singer, I said, why do you say that? He said, because you can't sing on the beat. And so, um, um, so I was like, okay. So he started giving me songs. I never forgot the words. The melodies were so beautiful. The words were so uh -huh. well crafted. They told a story. And so I, I thought this is, this is it for me. Mind you, it was a long, hard road uh -huh. because this jazz scene, I think in any city is a very closed space. They all go to school for it. They all work together. They kind of grow up together in the scene. And here I came in <laughs> determined <laughs> over the top. So I wasn't very popular. And um, I'm still to this day, even though I work in the jazz clubs, I've actually decided that it's what's best for me and for my soul is to make my own stuff, make my own club, make my own nights and invite people into my world. So um, the what motivates me is that, first of all, the players that I do play with mm -hmm. are fabulous, fabulous. They're just fabulous. And, and I sort of pinch myself that I am at a point where I'm writing original songs and they are playing them and improvising on them. And the beauty that we're creating just makes me think, how did I do this? So I don't need motivation. It's, um, it's, it's so fun and so challenging. And of course, I'm the type of personality that finds challenges fun. <laughs> I don't find them scary. I, like a challenge to me is what makes it fun. So it definitely yeah, it's very much like um, valid statement, I guess. The people who follow their area of interest or the passion is just because of you know, a lot of people actually enjoy challenges, day-to-day -day challenges yes. in that field, and that's how they manage to lead that as well. So no doubt you are leading that area. And the way I understood your story, it is moreover happened the way you said that you were the performer, but uh, passion found you that kind of you know interest that well, you uh, to what i discovered yeah. um, what i discovered uh, during the pandemic and just before in mm -hmm. the research for my third book that was another thing that was an accident the third mm -hmm. book okay the books was an accident but i discovered a thing called soul realignment and it was about karma and i my third book 
wanted to delve into that in a in under the guise of fantasy mm -hmm. right so because it's a fantasy series and i got hooked i just hooked every class she put out i did and i realized oh my oh uh oh i'm not only am i good at this uh -huh. my, it sort of accelerated me because what i learned you have each person has a gift a soul gift and if you don't run your life along that gift mm -hmm. it's gonna work now the thing is it doesn't matter what you do mm -hmm. it matters if you're working along your soul gift i kind of got it easy in a way i'm uh, my soul gift is divine communication and uh, my soul group is designed to be watched to be on stage so it's quite interesting i can walk on a stage and i feel right i'm home now let's see what am i going to do to entertain them you know what i mean it's not i actually had to learn to sing so i had a reason to be on the stage because it's you see we our gift is that we hold space for people we give them permission for to be in the moment to stay in the moment we give them permission to have fun mm -hmm. because that's the key to the human experience mm -hmm. people think it's hard work it isn't hard work that makes you suffer because oh this is horrible i have to work so hard that ain't that's just not gonna do you any good <laughs> it's a really hard thing when you're we're here to play we're here to create mm -hmm. now that can that can entail discipline mm -hmm. disciplined action but if it's something that you're finding great fun in that discipline will come mm -hmm. yep yep so that's why acting didn't work for me i wasn't writing the words everything that comes out of my mouth has to be authentically real to me i have had to have lived it and then i can talk about it but when i'm saying other people's words not no good so i would have to write the scripts which i do write scripts for my books my books all have scripts and they all have soundtracks so i've just decided i just have to keep things like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that makes completely sense actually um and it's good to see that you have a true belief, like, you know, on that part that you, know, you should have the fun in the area that you are leading. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, moving towards our next section is about uh, questions from the audience. I had okay. a response actually, but because of the time limit, we always like, you know, try to consolidate a couple of questions or we just have a couple of like, you know, segment, like defined segment to cover some of the aspects of the listeners as well. So the first question that we have is, jazz music is a mixture of instruments. If you are in the mood of jazz, how do you decide which tracks you would like to play given the time of the day? So it's like a very particular question, I feel. That's interesting. Okay, I, I don't want to upset anybody, but I don't listen to anything unless I'm learning a song. I, my, uh, putting music in me, uh -huh. is really hard uh, unless I'm I need the music to come out of me so I do not listen to uh. music 
That's my work. I do it to, I, I listen to music when I need to learn something. Now, I do listen in the car because my partner is the drummer in my band and his knowledge of music in general is profound. And so he will put things on and then I'll listen to whatever he's got and we talk about it. And I, my favorite, in, I mean, no, no. I love jazz guitar and that's really good for the songs I write that have a country flavor. I adore my pianist, Mark Fitzgibbon. So anything, I love great piano players that are lyrical and who improvise over the melody. Mm -hmm. that's, that, it, there's a lot of piano players that improvise over the chords. Uh -huh. And within chords, there's you know things you do and they run up and down the piano. Mm -hmm. And it does not excite me. <laughs> when, a, when a piano player is improvising over the melody, uh -huh. In other words, they're writing new melodies as they go along. That's really exciting because what, you know, I know the melody and then I'm hearing what they're playing and it's like, oh, isn't it fabulous? So I love trumpet, uh -huh. trumpet Um I'm not so much into saxophones, but there are some fabulous players that, of course, they are. So if I was, I mean, it would be gorgeous to have piano, guitar, and trumpet, drums, and double bass all in one band, but usually nobody can pay for that. <laughs> so um, the series of shows I'm doing um, starting April 17th is um, there'll be piano for some and guitar for others. And we, we usually just do a four-piece with double bass, drums, guitar, or piano. So... Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. And great to know that actually how uh, singers also look into the music actually. And the, mm -hmm. that was a very valid point, as you mentioned, that you create the music and definitely it is a very creative field. Um, mm -hmm. You have to have be unique, right? So you cannot get influenced yes. also by others' music or something like that. So thank you so People much. Yeah. It's right. That word unique, that really yeah. does it. The thing is, people... As you know, I believe people are not unique. What what they have to be is original. Mm. And all that means is you have to do it your way. Yes, yes. I tell you, don't let anybody else tell you how to do something when you have an instinct to do it your way. Yes, yes. Very true. Do your way first. Yep, very true. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it is applicable to any area, actually, whenever you think about any creative field. And as you are a lot more into the writing and the music creation, definitely those are the areas uh, where you definitely look for the authenticity and originality. So thank you so much for sharing. One more question that we have. Actually, it is like a couple of questions. I just tried to make it like a generic question. So why jazz? How singing and musician go hand in hand? Is it required to be a musician to be a good singer? Um, no. Um, no, you do not have to be a musician to be a good singer because singing is an instrument. So you have to be good at your instrument. You have to have a voice. But if you want to work with a band, and especially if you want to work with a jazz band, yes, you better know a little bit about music, about how chords work. Um, you, more than anything, what, what was the hardest thing for me was coming up with the charts that they could read easily. 
um, because Jack, we basically, when we're working with standards, we don't rehearse mm -hmm. ever. You have to walk into a gig. You have to lay those charts out for the musicians. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to read it and go right and it be exactly the way you want it. So that's where you need some musicianship. You need to know how to do charts. If you're just working with a piano player and you get to rehearse, you don't need to know anything about music. But if you're working with a band and wanting, and especially originals, you know, if you want to throw an original at them, you'd better have a good chart and you better know how to do that chart. So that was a long process for me. <laughs> and I play a bit of, no, I don't play piano. I played a bit of guitar and I used to write songs on guitar. Now I write songs on piano and I know how to go from chord to chord, but I would never say I actually know how to play the piano, but I know how to write music. So yes, yes. two different things, but if you put them together, yes, you need to become a musician. Yeah, we have a multi-talented actually Connie. So <laughs> she has an answer for a lot of areas. So thank you for sharing this. And here we are ending the uh, questions from the audience. Next section that we have is a fun segment where I'm going to give you three keywords which are moreover associated with your profile. And you have to just uh, tell me whatever comes to your mind whenever you hear those words. So it can be kind of a replacement keyword or it can be a short definition. So are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So the first word that we have is music. The creation language. Wow. Humans do not really know what it is. <laughs> Humans have it wrong. Uh -huh. Every song I write has a um, energetic statement to it. And every song I write either infuses something into your soul grid or it dislodges some sort of trauma. So music is a healing tool and a creation language. Wow, that is very well said. And the next uh, word that we have is singing. Trauma. <laughs> I, I have had to work so hard on my singing. I am not a naturally great singer. My mouth naturally doesn't want to do the things that a good singer needs to do. I've had to learn and learn and learn and work and work at it. I've worked so hard at it because I love it. So I did the work. Yeah. But you don't, you don't have to start out a good singer. You can learn to sing. And the third word that we have is songwriting. Everything. Love it. It's my passion. Yep, yep. So thank Easy. you so much. <laughs> yeah, you are great at this section. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your uh, words and it shows your passion towards that area as well. Moving towards our next segment is about exploring your career work and volunteering. And uh, just because of the time limit, we are trying to cover all the talents that we ha you have. So one more talent that you have is you do the voiceover. So would you like to give any live demo or sing anything for the audience? Well, I'm certainly not going to sing this time in the morning, <laughs> but I'm going to read you something I think is really important for anybody who's starting a creative career. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. It's like the first thing anyone in the business wants to know is what makes you unique and different. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge I failed over and over because I couldn't answer this question. The idea of uniqueness never sat well with me and after much deliberation, I finally realized why. It was staring me in the face. I'm not unique or different. Mm -hmm. I'm exactly like you and I love that. We each 
have a unique filter through which we interpret the world. And with this filter in place, I write books and songs and you might find them surprising or intriguing or confronting. You may relate or you may not. They may make you laugh. They even might make you cry. You may or may not understand what I'm trying to say and you may not understand me. However, rest assured, once we get past our unique filters that we each have at our core, we are wonderful and beautiful and exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Wow, so this was like very phenomenal actually, the way you mentioned, right, about the uniqueness. And uh, it's not about being the unique, actually, it is about the filter that is applied. And that is somehow I feel is very practical way of seeing the things. And, looking and, at and your, your listeners can use that. You, yeah. When somebody asks me what makes you unique, I'm not unique, I'm exactly like you, but I do have filters from my entire life experience through which I see the world. And that's what I create through that authenticity, that originality. Get rid of this word unique. We're not. We're all from the same place. We're all from the same light. Yes, very well said. And uh, moving towards our next section is about summarizing actually tips or advice or books for the uh, students or the professionals out there. So any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to get yes. into this particular creative field and grow into it? Uh, or they are looking this field as their long-term career option. And you can give any examples of, you know, books or the courses or how you uh, approached music. So that would be a great thing. I think if it's possible and they're, and they're all over the world, I would get your soul reading done. I would know who, I know who I am at soul level. And that made everything like just boom, it just shot me forward so fast. Knowing that I wasn't working from ego, that my soul group actually is designed to do this and that I had to be original with my words was and to get rid of blocks and restrictions that have taken your soul out of alignment because our souls are energy grids and if the energy is coming in but we're out of alignment we can't use it how can we create so getting your soul back in alignment soul realignment practitioners are everywhere I would do that and then I would read Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to show you how your ego gets in the way. Our egos are here to keep us small and safe, and our souls are here to expand and grow. Mm -hmm. We need to learn how to talk to our ego and tell it to be quiet, go away, that we're fine. So The War of Art is a really great way to recognize resistance. Mm -hmm. And all the resistance is, is your, you start doing new things. And your ego says, I don't know where this is leading. I'm sorry, you cannot do that. We have to stay safe. So awesome waves of, oh, maybe I'll just go shopping instead of sitting down and writing. Or, oh, God, this is boring. Oh, geez, this is hard. But just two days ago, you were so excited and you wanted to do it. That's your ego trying to pull you back into safety. Here's the thing. If we learn how to recognize that and just tell our egos, stop, you know, stop and keep going. Our ego then kicks in to help us. It says, oh my God, you're not gonna stop this. I better help you. And then off you go, the resistance. So Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, little book, takes probably an hour to read, tells you whether you've got the guts and the stamina 
to beat the resistance. You know, it makes you aware of it. And it, it makes you understand we all artists are dealing with other dimensions and we are getting so much information from other dimensions. And both Soul Realignment and that book sort of opens us up. Like everything I write, oh, it's coming from somewhere else. You know, sometimes I look at what I've written and think, did I write that? It's really quite amazing. Um, wow. So yeah, it's about getting your soul in alignment. So you're getting the energy and the information you need to do your art. Mm -hmm. And then eating the resistance. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm I'm really enjoying this conversation because I'm completely seeing the different perspective because I interacted with a lot of like, you know, uh, technology people or uh, a lot of industry people, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And the way I'm seeing your way of thinking, I think artists always see the world in a different way, the way normally people see it. So I can see that in you actually, and no doubt you are truly leading your area of interest. So our last segment of this Solid Saturday is about leadership. So no doubt you are leading your area of interest. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Um, I, I do lead the band. Mm -hmm. I don't always want to, but I do. I am an entrepreneur. I'm in charge of selling whatever it is I make. Um, I, first of all, I've, I've learned how to make sure that the people I'm working with are congruent to me. I know how to do that. I know how to find that out. And I just simply, the ones that aren't, it doesn't mean that it just means that they don't mesh with my soul. So they get pushed aside. And then the boys I do work with, the guys I do work with, I give, I give them so much scope. Because the thing is, I'm working with really talented people. I don't actually want to control them. I present the bones of what we're doing. And then I say, let's go, let's see what happens. So it gives them a lot of creative freedom. That's what I'm about. I want to collaborate. I want everybody to feel they've gone into their souls and given this their all. I very rarely need to say, oh, that's not working. Very rarely, that very rarely happens. So my leadership style is give them freedom and let's see what happens because I know I'm working with the best. I need to trust the people. I need to trust them. And then if I'm working with someone who is not quite there, I'm still very kind. I, I, I often say, look, I, I need this from you. Mm -hmm. Someone else may not. It doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. It just means I need something different. Can you do this? So my, I, to get what I want, I'm quite gentle about it because I do know artists are fragile. <laughs> and I don't want to hurt anybody's ego. So I try to, I'm quite kind about it. And I usually do get what I want. So what was the next part of that question? So any uh, specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Oh, well, I mean, Andrea Hess, who developed Soul Realignment, I just love her. She is so down to earth. That's what I love about it. It's not airy-fairy, woo-woo stuff. This is practical energy. This is energy work. The world runs on energy. It's physics. It's, it's kind of like boot camp, you know? It's hard work. Taking, just imagine what you do every day. You, and if you wrote it down for a week, you would find yourself doing the same thing every day. Taking new action, which is what the universe energy bounces off of 
is hard. New and scary action, hard. It's hard. So taking new action, and she teaches you how to do that. And she teaches you that it will always, you know, you can, it will guide you because your life is showing you what you believe. Mm. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to meditate. We don't have to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Fun is the new meditation. Fun yes, is the new meditation. So Andrea Hess is who I let talk to me. Otherwise, let your guides talk to you. Mm -hmm. They open yourself up to know that when something comes into your head, do not disregard it. Follow it. And you will find, wow, that you will start, that's the listening. You will start going on the right path for you if you act on what's in your head. Don't ever say, oh, that couldn't possibly, or no, why should I mention? No. Any feeling you get, any thought that comes into your head, follow it and see what happens. Yep, yep. Yes, very true, actually. And I love the leadership style that you do have. So thank you so much once again, being the guest on Solid Saturday. And this was the first uh, guest from the music section. I really enjoyed talking to you. So thank you so much for all your time and consideration. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. People can find my music on Bandcamp, Connie Landsberg on yes. Bandcamp. And if they want to put it out, I'll try to make sure that, you know, I'll post it uh, as well as along with right. the post. And uh, I would encourage you also to like, you know, share it with your audience. Yes, so, absolutely. Thank you so much and uh, stay safe. Bye for now. Wow. So that is all about Connie and her jazz music. Before we close, we are going to have a closing quote from E.Y. Harbour, which says, words make you think. Music makes you feel, a song makes you feel a thought. Wow, that is a great one. And uh, I'm sure that you guys are going to enjoy this episode. So see you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading, let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now.